0: Welcome to the Jazz at Noon podcast. I'm Don Linke, your host, and some might say de facto ringleader of Milwaukee's own and amazing Jazz at Noon series. This podcast presents highlights from the free weekly series of lunch hour performances that take place every Monday at noon in the Skylight Bistro at the Broadway Theater Center and that's 158 North Broadway, Milwaukee's own Third Ward. Well, unfortunately, during the current Safer at Home order, we've had to temporarily suspend live performances. But with nearly 50 great musicians featured and recorded during the course of Jazz at Noon, we have a bounty of talent and great music we can share with you virtually via this podcast. Before we start this week's episode, let me tell you that Jazz at Noon is brought to you by Black Box Fund a fantastic nonprofit organization that believes that art can be a positive, unifying force to connect community. Black Box Fund supports public art, music, and performance that inspires, educates, and enhances the well-being of our Milwaukee communities, like Jazz at Noon. So check out their website at blackboxfund.org. Well, let me be the first to welcome you to episode 15 of the Jazz at Noon podcast. Ah, we thought maybe four or five, but here we are at 15. So today, uh, along with the usual bill of fare, that is live recorded music performances, we're going to ask uh, our guest, who is today Andy Blahoviak, drummer extraordinaire, teacher extraordinaire. And we're going to ask him uh, a little bit about what he had to do to make a decision in regard to teaching during this pandemic. You know, uh, most, I think, performing musicians, or certainly a large percent percent of them, do teach, usually in what we call their private studio. It might be in the back rooms of a music store. It might be at their own home. Uh, but, and, and of course, because that is not regulated in any way, there's, there's probably some really great teachers, and there's some good teachers, and there's some not-so-good teachers, and there's some really bad teachers. <laughs> Andy fits at the top of the list on those categorizations. And by the way, just for, uh, just for clarity's sake, in the institutions of higher learning, You also have that gradient of teacher, by the way. So a good teacher is really, really an important thing to do if you are either want to take lessons yourself on a particular instrument or maybe you have kids and you want them to study a particular instrument. But at any rate, we won't go too deeply into that because I want to get to ask an Andy a question about face-to-face teaching during the time of COVID-19. So welcome, Andy Blahoviak. Hi, Andy, and (laughs) welcome.
1: Yes, thanks for having me, Don.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions about uh, your teaching and how you're dealing with teaching uh, in this COVID-19 situation we find ourselves in. Now, just to start off with, how many students do you teach a week, approximately? Uh, it's about 50, 52. Yeah, 52 students. That's a lot of students. So, uh, did you uh, try virtual teaching?
1: Yes, I did. Um, with uh, the support of my wife, who was very tech savvy, yeah. uh, I set up Andy's Virtual Drum Academy. Yeah. And it launched, uh, I think it was like March 19th. And how did that go? Um, well, it definitely worked for a, a while, and uh, but there's shortcomings. Right, and they are? There's there's limitations. You can't play at the same time as your students. Yeah, that's And plus you have to contend with uh, buffering. Yes. Even though I upgraded my internet speed and my wireless router, a lot of my students didn't do the same thing. And so, you know, there wasn't always right. the best connection.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, so again I think I've heard this any number of times from various teachers that it's and I've, I've done a little bit of zoom teaching myself very little uh, and it was just for me and it sounds like maybe for you too it was for me it was just horrendous so I couldn't contend with it at all um, where did you end up how long did you do virtual I taught
1: virtually for two and a half months. Oh, okay. That's a little bit longer
0: than I thought. And, and I'm then.
1: still teaching some students virtually, okay. but the lion's share of my students are in person, face-to-face. Face. Face. Yes. Yeah. So what do you do
0: as a responsible teacher, and I know you are, uh, what do you do to make everyone secure in, in the environs of your teaching Situation, you're at Lincoln Music, correct? Yeah,
1: Lincoln Music House. Yeah. Um, well, I guess first and foremost, I trust the experts. I mean, I'm a musician. I'm not a trained medical professional, right? So, on CDC.gov, they, yeah. they, they they list the three main things that we have in this new uh, world. <laughs> uh, you know, hand washing, yeah. wearing masks and social distancing. Those are the three things you go right on the front page of their website. Right. So th- th- those three things I put into place in my lesson studio and then I went ab- above and beyond it uh, and added additional safeguards. Okay.
0: So you have a and you have a relatively large space compared to maybe some other just by virtue of the your teaching situation. Yes. I know that you have a larger. The, well, yeah. There's area. Two,
1: there's two drum sets in the room, and uh, when I was in the transitional uh, phase of you know planning on you know being able to shift students over to face to face, I the, the, step one is I removed a lot of items from the lesson room so that I was able to space the drum sets as far mm-hmm. apart as possible. Yeah.
0: Plexiglass.
1: Plexiglass, you know, went in between them. But then, and wearing masks was going to be mandatory. Right. Um, Plus, other other things, like when you walk into the music store, they have, you know, right at the entrance, they have hand sanitizer. They have Mm -hmm. hand sanitizer on the counters. In the lesson room itself, I have hand sanitizer. And then I bought two gallons of um, liquid sanitizer. And in between every student, I spray all the equipment down. Really? In between every student? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I I think I already said masks, but then you got air filtration. Yeah, that's that's the other piece of the puzzle. Because if you're in a room with another person, you don't have if you don't have windows, um, you have to find some way to turn the air over. Right. So I started doing uh, some investigating, and I discovered you know what uh, they use in, in the medical field and hospitals it's i bought a medical grade air purifier oh wow yeah what did
0: that cost you if i may ask
1: uh 270 plus tax so you know oh and and if i can
0: just to mention something i i I think the listeners would be quite surprised to find the price what what the price of plexiglass
1: is Uh, plexiglass (laughs) is more expensive than Glass. Oh, by far, yeah. Because it's plexiglass. (laughs) I guess, yeah. It's
0: it's it's
1: not just glass. Well, here's the other thing. I saw the writing on the wall. I knew it when I was starting the planning phases. At that point, uh, all non-essential businesses were still closed. So, and I knew when, when they, when that, eventually that restriction would get lifted, there would be a run on plexiglass. Right. So I, I bought a sheet early on. Okay. And, and yeah. I, thank goodness I did, because a, a lot of stores, like they're, they don't have any now. Right. Yeah.
0: And it is a totally functional tool. It's, it's, uh, it works. Uh, obviously you can see right through it.
1: Uh, right. Yeah.
0: And uh, to keep yeah. germs from each other. I can well, that's I,
1: well, part of it. it's, it's. The, the way I look at it, you have to have multiple right. uh, safeguards in place to create a fabric of sorts of, right. s- of safety.
0: Of safety, and then that that brings me to uh, you. You have to then alert people who are in your studio, the, the the list of students you have. I would imagine that look. This is a safe place to come. So how do you how do you get the word out that Andy's studio? is a step above safe. You
1: well, know. you know, I was getting inquiries from the get-go uh, about people asking when we were going to get back to the store. And I said, well, right now it's, it's, it, we're still on lockdown, non-essential businesses. But as I was starting to put these safeguards in place, I took photographs of all the different uh, safeguards I had in the room, the plexiglass, the medical-grade air purifier, the, it's the hand sanitizer, sanitizer. Yeah. all that. And I emailed people the photos in the description, you know, with, you know, you know, with notes under each yeah, photo. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, that's uh, the, the
0: amount of work. And actually, that's kind of what I was getting at with this interview is the amount of, well, it's two things. If you want to teach, I think <laughs> the, the results of teaching has to be demonstrable. And in order for that to happen, I think most teachers would agree that face-to-face teaching is going to get more results than virtual tre- oh, teaching.
1: most definitely.
0: Yeah. So you go about uh, this process of a very professional mindset to create, again, this safe environment. You send out pictures to all the concerned people that might be responsible for your students and or your adult students. And then they have faith in you that you've done your due j- diligence. Sure. And so you're back to how many face-to-face students approximately?
1: Um, about 80% of them are face-to-face and another 20% I'm still doing virtually. What was interesting, when, when I had a pivot to virtual lessons, actually it did open some doors that um, I, I didn't expect. I actually reached out to some former students of mine who had moved out of state. Oh, and so I'm actually sure. teaching virtually like... You know, a kid from in Arizona, and yeah. Got well, a, that is a student one in Ohio, yeah, and, yeah. You know, along with people that live in the metro Milwaukee area.
0: But when we get right down to it, if you're going to teach fifty students a week, and I don't know if anybody can really understand what teaching fifty students a week is is like, but it's uh, it's work. It's serious work. So, listen, I, I have one other thought. Could you tell us? Has anything changed from your original, or what, what's been the evolution of this space that you've created? Did you dot all the I's and cross all the T's, or did you find some things along the way that maybe you could even do better that you could pass on to somebody else?
1: Sure, I, I know uh, uh, one thing, well, actually, I got s- several things. I had to I have extra masks to provide students because inevitably, you, once every couple of weeks, a kid will you know, call or text me when they're on the way to the less like, oh my gosh, I forgot to bring my mask. Yeah, Do you have sure. an extra one? And I, 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 I happen right. to have an extra one. So now I always keep like ex, extra masks. Yeah, I would hand. be that kid, by the way. I, yeah. I just did that at the dentist. As a matter of fact, I forgot my mask. So. yeah and then uh just uh, an- another small thing the the lesson room that i teach out of is in the basement i purchased a uh wi-fi range extenders to, to boost the signal so that I went, when i'm teaching virtually with the oh, student yeah. from the lesson room it makes the signal stronger well yeah you get then you got a kind of a mixed media studio right
0: well listen uh this has been fun and um like I said before, uh, keep your ears peeled on these next uh, three tunes that we're now going to go into. And uh, it will be Andy Blahoviak playing the drums, which he does wonderfully. He teaches wonderfully, and uh, he teaches responsibly. And he's worked out a way f- to continue his teaching in the most effective way possible by, I think, doing face-to-face lessons. So I, I applaud you for that. I, I think that's what I would try to do if I were teaching more. But uh, anyhow, thanks again. My pleasure, Don. All right. Anything for my pal, Don. All right. Well, we'll be seeing you again. We'll be playing together together again soon, too.
1: All right. Sounds good. Okay.
0: And now on to today's music. We have three tunes for you coming up. I'll introduce them one at a time. They were all recorded, however, on July 29th, 2020, that's very recent, in my living room, I might add. This first tune has Pete Billman on guitar, Andy Blahoviak on drums, myself on upright bass, and we are doing a Pete Billman original tune entitled, When I Last Saw You. Next up in the rotation, we have uh, our rendition, our, meaning Pete Billman on guitar, Andy Blachowiak on drums, Don Linke on the bass, our version, or our rendition of Miles Davis's great, great, great tune, Seven Steps to Heaven. I might also add here quickly that Pete, uh, the guitar player on this session, Pete Billman, also teaches and is a great instructor. He teaches at UWM. Um, took over the spot there as director of jazz guitar. So, we have two, I guess we could include myself, three teachers uh, playing Miles Davis's Seven Steps to Heaven. <laughs> Oh, This next and last little ditty is a uh, retooling of a standard Duke Ellington tune, Take the A-Train. But uh, we put a little clave feel to the head, the head meaning the melody of the tune. And then we just swing the solos. See how you enjoy this. We've come to the end of episode 15. And uh, hey, if you want to see some video of today's music, you can just click up on donlinky.org, what makes an artist, and you'll find the video of today's three tunes up on that site. I'd like to also take the opportunity to thank Black Box Fund, Water Street Creative, Jim Griffith, Nick Macholik for the video. So let me leave you with this question. Puoi dirmi come arrivare alla Fontana di Trevi? If you enjoyed what you heard today, there's more great music available via our new CD, Don Linky and Friends, Jazz at Noon volume one, which captures some of the finest performances from the first year plus of Jazz at Noon. You can download any of the songs or the whole CD via iTunes or Amazon Music. And remember to sign up for the Black Box Fund newsletter and follow Black Box Fund on social media for information on the new Jazz at Noon podcast episodes. We want to see you in the audience when we resume live Jazz at Noon performances, so please stay safe. This is Don Linke. Thanks for listening.